Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. Did you know that Jesus is hungry and we have the ability to feed him? The Bible teaches that the reason that Jesus saved us is not only that our sins would be forgiven and that we would have a relationship with God as our Father, but ultimately that we would bear fruit for the kingdom of God. Let's open to Mark 11 and see how we can feed Jesus today. Well, good morning, and welcome to another teaching at Kingdom Discipleship. This morning, we're going to discuss a widely talked about topic in the Bible of bearing fruit. And the the scriptures talk uh, consistently about the need for us to bear fruit in the kingdom of God. In John 15, verse 16, Jesus says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. So this is a very powerful verse. It says that that the reason that Jesus called us and chose us was that we would bear fruit for him, that Jesus would have a return on his investment. The Lord Jesus Christ has invested a tremendous amount in our lives. He willingly became a a human man on your behalf and on my behalf. He willingly lived a perfect, righteous life for 33 and a half years on your behalf and my behalf. He then willingly gave his life on the cross on your behalf and my behalf. And then he was raised from the dead on your behalf and my behalf. And he did all that so that, number one, we would receive him and that we would have our sins forgiven and we would come into relationship with God as our Father and we would know God as our Father and Jesus as our Lord and Savior and the Holy Spirit as our Counselor to be with us and walk with us. That's the first and primary reason that Jesus gave his life for us and invested in us so that we would have our sins forgiven and we would have relationship with him. But that's the beginning of the Christian life. The Christian life from that point on is about bearing fruit for the kingdom of God. So again, when we read this verse, you did not choose me, but I chose you. Jesus chose us and appointed us to go and bear fruit. The reason that we've been saved is that we would be fruitful Christians, that we would bear fruit for the kingdom of God. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. The heart of Jesus for us is that we be lasting fruit bearers, that we bear fruit that will last into eternity. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And then he goes on to say, then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. So apparently the more fruit 
we bear for the kingdom of God, the more that our Father will will move on our behalf. Now, certainly, our Father loves us independent of anything we do. It's important we understand that nothing we do will get our Heavenly Father to love us any more or any less. Uh, If we have children, um, we love them equally when they behave well or when they don't behave well. At the same time, we're not pleased with their disobedience. And it's the same with our Heavenly Father. His love for us never changes, but his pleasure with us does change when we're, when we're not obedient children and when we're not fruit-bearing. It doesn't mess with our salvation. Our salvation is secure in Jesus Christ if we certainly know him. But Jesus says that the more fruit we bear, the more the Father will move on our behalf in prayer. So today we're just going to discuss a few short verses hidden here in, in Mark chapter 11. It's only three verses. It's verses 12, 13, and 14, where Jesus comes on a, a fig tree. And they're, uh, they're incredible verses. And so we're going to take them slow. It's just three verses. And we're going to see what the Lord has for us today. Lord Jesus, we do thank you for this time. We thank you for the word of God. Lord, we thank you for the scriptures. We thank you for the encouragement of the scriptures. We thank you for the exhortation of the scriptures. Father, we thank you that we do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. We ask you to feed us today in the word of God. Enlighten us in the scriptures. Holy Spirit, lead us today. We invite you into this time and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So I'm just going to read these three verses. We started out with John 15, 16 that talked about the purpose for which we were saved is that we would be fruit-bearing Christians. In verse 12 in Mark 11, it says, The next day as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. Then in verse 20, this story picks up and simply says, In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. So when we look at this story, it's, a, uh, it's very simple. It, it only encompasses four verses, but on its face, it really does seem unjust, right? Because it says that, number one, Jesus was hungry. And we'll get into that in a minute, right? Jesus is hungry. I mean, he's hungry today as he was hungry then. (laughs) Wow. And so, in a distance, he sees a fig tree, which in Jesus' mind is supposed to have figs on it. The purpose for which it's created is to bear fruit, and in this case, figs. And so, Jesus is hungry, and so he expects a return from this tree, and it says, but when he goes to the tree, because he, he only sees it from a distance, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. 
So I want to say, Lord, I mean, it seems a little unreasonable because why would you be off put? Why would Jesus be so frustrated when it's not the season for figs? I would say, you know, Jesus, this particular tree, you know, it, it bears figs in season. So I don't get why you're so off put. There's not figs at this time of the year. And so in his his rebuke of this tree is profound. In verse 14, it says, he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And so it, it again, it, it it just feels harsh, doesn't it? It's like we want to explain to Jesus how an orange tree bears oranges in season. What we're going to see here is that this is not in the Bible because Jesus is concerned about trees or agriculture or forestry. We ask ourselves when we come to the scripture, the first question is, why is this in the Bible? And so let's go through this and... Uh, and I believe the Lord has something very exciting. I was up this morning at 3.30. I was studying this passage and uh, man, I was just so excited. Thank you, Lord. Verse 12. The next day as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Those three words are pivotal. Jesus was hungry. And you know what? Today, Jesus is hungry. And where is Jesus going to get his food? Jesus is in heaven. He's obviously God. He doesn't need physical food to sustain him, but he's hungry. And what he's hungry for is a harvest from you and a harvest from me. Jesus is hungry. Today, Jesus is hungry. And he wants to come and find some fruit, some fruit in you and fruit in me. Wow. The next day as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Verse 13, seeing in the distance, that's important, seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Again, seems reasonable on the outside. It's not the time for figs, so why is Jesus going to look for figs? Well, look at here in verse 13. It says, seeing in the distance, many of us as Christians today, man, we look good from a distance. From a distance, we, we look like amazing Christians. This tree from a distance looks good. It has beautiful green leaves. It's swaying in the wind. It's, it's beautiful. The problem is it's doing everything and looking like everything except the very purpose for which it was created. This tree has been created to bear figs for Jesus because Jesus owns this tree. It's his property. So as we said earlier, why is this in the Bible? Well, Jesus is very much concerned with us. This tree is here to represent you and me. And Jesus is hungry today. Now, some of us, when he looks at us from a distance, we may look good. We may have beautiful green leaves. 
We may look pretty. We may say all the right things. We may amen at the right time. We may look good in church. But Jesus isn't concerned with all that. Our Lord Jesus is looking for fruit. He's put a tremendous investment in us. And he apparently is pretty serious about the return that he wants on the investment he's put in us. Wow. So from a distance, the tree looked good. And from a distance, many of us look good. But here's the, here's the truth. When we stand before Jesus, and we stand before him this very day, and ultimately we'll stand before him at the judgment seat of Christ, which will be a judgment for the fruit we bore, Jesus isn't going to see us from a distance. Most of the world sees us from a distance. The church sees us from a distance. But Jesus is going to come up on us. Seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. So Jesus is going to come to us and do a, an inspection to see if he can find any fruit. And why is that? Because Jesus is hungry. Now, part of the problem is that it's, it's not the season for figs. Again, I want to say, Lord, you're just being unreasonable. But the problem is it's a pretending tree, right? It looks beautiful. It looks green. It's leafing. It, it just, it looks so beautiful. And we can have, we can have seasons in our Christian lives where where we may look good, we may have the right leaves, we may look, we may have everything except fruit on us. But remember what it said in John 15, verse 16, that the reason he appointed us as his disciples is that we would bear fruit, fruit that would last. And the result of that will be having our prayers just answered with more power from our heavenly father. Golly, Lord Jesus. Whew. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When Jesus comes to us today, what are we going to have to feed him? Because Jesus is hungry. Don't we want to have a buffet for Jesus? Don't you want to lay out before him and say, here you go, Jesus. What can I give you today? Do you want some oranges? I got those over here. Do you want some apples? I got those over here. I got some figs over here. I got some carrots over here. I got some bananas over here. What, what can I get you, Jesus? What do we have for Jesus? Do you got some radishes? Let's throw some vegetables in there. I mean, we want to feed Jesus when Jesus is hungry. We want to be fruit-bearing Christians. We just don't want to be beautiful, green, leaving Christians. We want some heavy fruit. Because Jesus is hungry today. Whew. And he's going to come and find if we have any fruit. This is one tree. Now, I don't know why he's got to be up bothering this tree. The tree's minding its own business. The tree is just minding its own business. The problem is, though, it's taking up Jesus's soil. It's pretending to be a tree for Jesus. But a tree for Jesus is a fruit-bearing tree. 
so many of us, and uh, we'll have times in our life, I certainly do, where why does Jesus got to be messing with me? I'm minding my own business over here. As Christians, we just think, man, we're not hurting anybody. Why does Jesus got to be getting in my business? It's a funny thing that Jesus gave his life for us. And again, he wants a return on that investment. So the tree didn't mess with Jesus. The tree didn't come on to Jesus. The tree didn't, didn't try to throw itself in Jesus. As a matter of fact, that tree was in a distance trying to kind of keep itself from Jesus. But apparently Jesus is not playing that game. Apparently he notices things from a distance. And sometimes, man, we don't look the same from a distance that we do up close. Golly, Lord. Man. We want to ask ourselves, why are these things in the Bible? This is, this is the word of God. Golly, Lord. Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves, because it was not the season for figs. Apparently, when it comes to bearing fruit for the kingdom of God, it's always the season for figs. But like this tree, we often have seasons, it seems, where we don't have much fruit. Apparently, Jesus doesn't want to play the season game. Apparently, even though it's not the season for figs, he doesn't want the tree looking and pretending to be something it's not, even when apparently it's not in season. See, we need to bear fruit for God in season and out of season. We need to study the word of God in season and out of season. In season, it's easy, man. We're excited. When we're in season and we're on the mountaintop, it's, man, it's exciting. We're walking with Jesus. We're, we're loving him. We're encouraging others. And, and it's easy almost to bear fruit in season. But Jesus wants fruit out of season. I often don't bear fruit well out of season. Out of season is, man, when it's not so exciting, when I'm tired, when there's just difficulties going on, when I got this eczema that I've been dealing with for, golly, a couple of years now, and he hasn't seen fit to heal it. Out of season is just harder for me to bear fruit. I don't know about y'all, but when I'm excited about Jesus, when I'm on the mountaintop, I mean, golly, it's exciting to walk with him. But Jesus apparently is off put. It's not the season for figs, but maybe I'm confused. Because Jesus, Jesus still expects to find figs, whether it's in season or out of season. Apparently, Jesus wants trees that bear fruit year round. Wow. Lord Jesus, help us to be fruit bearing Christians year round. Right now, it's the season for figs. Verse 14, then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. Now, all Jesus does is speak to the tree, right? 
He is so off-put that it is not doing what it was created to do. Man, today, if we're not Christians who are working to bear fruit for the kingdom of God, we have an opportunity to bear fruit today. We're a tree in the kingdom of God. We're in the soil of the kingdom And we have the opportunity to bear fruit for the kingdom of God and be blessed in that. The blessing of bearing fruit and feeding Jesus when Jesus is hungry is immense. The favor that will be on us, the blessing that will be on us. Remember in John 15, it says, the father will give you whatever you ask in prayer when you bear lasting fruit for him. What an exciting thing to feed Jesus. Imagine if Jesus came to your house for dinner. You'd feed him whatever you have. And he's looking for fruit from us today. And we have the opportunity to bear fruit today. And when he comes up on us, we may have a little bit and we may have a lot. But let's, let's be disciples that, are, that just have a harvest for Jesus 12 months a year. Apparently, he's pretty serious about it. He's not looking for hypocritical trees, right? He doesn't want Christians that look good on the outside, that look good from a distance. But upon further inspection, he he can't find nothing to eat. He can't find any fruit. And, I mean, it's, it's convicting. It's almost fearful how serious he takes this. Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. Golly, Lord, can you lighten up a little bit here? I mean, I I know you take this fruit bearing thing seriously. Now, again, he's not talking about your salvation here. Your salvation is never in question. Uh, One of the bigger mistakes we can make in the scripture is we tend to view all of scripture through the lens of salvation. And again, being saved is the beginning of the Christian life. It's not the end. The reason that you're saved is so that you can bear fruit for the kingdom of God. Now, it's important to understand you don't get saved by bearing fruit for the kingdom of God. Bearing fruit doesn't even help you to be saved. You don't get saved by feeding Jesus. But because you're saved, the result of being a Christian is that now you feed Jesus. Jesus gave his life on our behalf, and now it's our privilege to bear fruit for him. Ephesians 2.10 says, right, that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, to bear fruit. Verses 8 and 9 said, it's by grace you've been saved through faith. It's the gift of God, not of works, so that no one can boast. There's nothing we can do to be saved. So this is not talking about salvation because bearing fruit is something we do. And what we do has nothing to do with salvation. Being saved, having our sins forgiven, has only to do with what Christ has done. And you receiving Jesus into your heart for the forgiveness of your sins. But from there... You and I need to spend our lives feeding Jesus. Because Jesus is hungry, man. I don't know what this is. 
The next day as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Lord Jesus, we we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that that you're hungry and you allow us to feed you, Lord. Lord, you not only allow it, you expect us to feed you. Lord, we thank you that we have such an opportunity today to bear fruit for the kingdom of God. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you love us and you've saved us and we're going to heaven and our sins are forgiven. But Lord, help us take seriously this day our opportunity to bear fruit for you and to feed you. Because Lord, apparently, if we don't take it serious, that opportunity can be taken from us at any time. Our salvation won't be taken but our ability to bear fruit for the kingdom of God can be taken at any time. Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. Lord, we thank you that we can bear fruit for the kingdom of God. And Lord, apparently you take this serious. Help us to be Christians, Lord, that Forgive us, Lord, when we just think it's okay to mind our own business. We're not causing any trouble. We're just a tree sitting off here, enjoying the wind, enjoying the kingdom of God, saying amen, enjoying all the wonders of Jesus in church. But apparently that's not enough, Lord. All those things are good. But apparently, Lord, we need to bear fruit and feed you when you come up on us. For an inspection. Lord, forgive us that we look good from a distance. Forgive me, Father, that well, I don't know how good I look from a distance, but forgive us, Lord, when we look good from a distance, but upon closer inspection, we, we don't look that good. Golly, Lord Jesus, just three verses in the Word of God. Mark 11, verses 12, 13, and 14. Romans 15, 4, we, you know, why is this in the Bible, right? Everything that was written in the past was written to teach us. This isn't just here to tell us a story, a cool story in the scripture about how Jesus apparently wanted to jack with some tree and curse it and just get mad at a tree because he's, Jesus ain't worried about trees, right? See, I'm getting all worked up now. Golly. Three verses in the word of God. Verse 20. In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Lord, I pray that none of us will ever have to hear this said to us. But I thank you for the warnings of the scripture. I thank you, Father, that as we take up soil in the kingdom of God, that we, as we use the resources of the kingdom of God, that it's for the purpose of bearing fruit. Lord, you told us in John 15, 16, that you chose us. We didn't choose you. You chose us first, and you appointed us to bear fruit, fruit that will last, real fruit, because you're hungry. And Lord, then you said, then, once we're bearing fruit for the kingdom of God, 
then apparently our prayers will be answered in a way we've never seen. Father, I want my prayers answered today. Help us that our prayers would be answered. John 16, then our heavenly Father will give us whatever we ask. Golly, Lord Jesus. Golly. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Sometimes we get in the habit, I do, of just, you know, I just casually end my prayers in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. We want to slow down when we pray. And just think about what that means in Jesus' name. When we pray in Jesus' name, what we're saying is we're not praying. We don't pray in our own names, right? We don't pray in Jose's name. We don't pray in May's name or Stephen's name. We don't end our prayers and say, it's in Jesse's name I pray, right? We pray in Jesus' name. What you're saying when you pray in Jesus' name is that in myself, in my own life, in my own righteousness, I don't deserve to have my prayers heard, let alone answered. But, but Jesus does. When we pray in Jesus' name, we're asking our Father, we're asking Jesus, we're asking the Holy Spirit to not, not hear our prayers based on who we are or how good we are, but based on who Jesus is. And it's through Jesus Christ that we can come to the Father. And according to John 15, 16, the more fruitful we are, the more fruit we have for Jesus because Jesus is hungry, the more the Father will give us always through Jesus. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. With me, all things are possible. Let's meditate on these simple three verses. Well, four verses. Kind of verse 20 is a hard one, but it's five verses. So we started out with John 15, 16. And then Mark 11, verses 12, 13, and 14. And then just a result in Mark 20. Wow. Well, Father, again, we thank you for this time this morning. We thank you for the, the word of God, Lord. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you're hungry today. And we thank you that you have, or that we have, the opportunity to feed Jesus with fruit. Lord, forgive us when from a distance that we look good, when we're swaying in the wind, when we're peaceful, when we're enjoying Jesus, that we got, we're just this beautiful tree. But forgive us, Lord, that we don't have anything to feed you when the very reason we exist, like this tree, the only reason it exists is to bear fruit for Jesus. And Lord, certainly you... You bless us to enjoy the kingdom of God. But in John 15, 16, you said that you called us to bear fruit. You appointed us, appointed us to bear fruit, fruit that'll last. So Lord, forgive us when we look good from a distance. But when you come up on us and inspect us closely, we do not have fruit to feed you. We thank you that we can repent today, Lord. And, and I repent for the times when you've come up on me or came for an inspection, and I, I haven't had any fruit for you. Lord, help us to be fruit-bearing Christians today. Help us when you come to us, Lord, that you wouldn't just find nothing but leaves, that we just wouldn't look pretty on the outside, that we wouldn't be hypocritical, Lord, that we wouldn't look like disciples of Jesus, 
when we don't have any fruit. Lord, what a wonderful word in the word of God. I And Lord, uh, forgive us when we, when we say, it, Lord, it's not the season for figs. I don't know why you're looking for fruit for me today, Lord. I mean, it's not the time for fruit. Apparently, Lord, is is always the time for fruit. You don't want to hear nothing about seasons, Lord. Apparently, we're supposed to be trees that bear fruit 365 days, 12 months out of the year. Lord, I ask you to help us to do it today. Help us to be convicted by your word and to bear fruit, fruit that will last. We've heard you say it, Lord. It's in the word of God. It said It says your disciples heard him say it, and we as your disciples have heard the word of God. Help us to go forth today and labor to bear fruit for the kingdom of God. Lead us, Holy Spirit, to bear fruit for the kingdom of God. We love you, we bless you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. For more information about our ministry, please visit www.kingdomd.org.